Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, April 12th, a little late start to the show. And guess what? The show's only half a show, so I don't even know when it's going to end, but uh, Husker Baseball's coming on. So we've got a really short show here on April 12th. May have already said that. I'm so confused. Jack Riggins, host, Drive Time Lincoln. Johnny Cadillac is still on the producing board. And today we have really a member of the People's Platform. Everyman Dan is in today. Um, lots of calls, lots of interaction on the text line and email. So finally, I'm like, let's just start bringing people in. Uh, political activist, no doubt. Um, what's interesting about Everyman Dan is he has essentially supported at one time or another in his life every political party to a degree. Um, whether he wants to go into that or not, I don't know. But he always has something interesting. So, Dan, welcome to the show. Thanks very much. I'm really happy to be here. Uh, too bad the audience wasn't listening in the lead-up because we were <laughs> we were going nuts on Russia, Ukraine, and U.S. Well, I got a lot of questions for you. I, I should probably <laughs> turn this around and interview you. I know probably a lot of your guests want to do that anyway. But He was trying to have me give up national secrets, but the truth is I don't know any. <laughs> And I have to uh, say, I was never a member of the Communist Party or the Socialist Party. Any re- so there. Well, I'm every, glad you clarified that. Not every party have <laughs> okay. I supported. Okay, I'm glad you clarified that. Um, I <laughs> Almost w- I w- every man, Dan. <laughs> right. Every man, Dan is saying what I'm going to say is the major Democrat, maybe some libertarian or ideals like that. And I think that that particular group of quasi conservatives has changed names over the years, and then the Republican Party. So. Um, what real quick how how is that though how does one come to have one philosophy and then over time um think geez i this isn't what i think it is i'm going to adjust my sights well there's that and there's also a p- political shift in the politics of the us too so those True. Two, those both both those things happen plus i i i grew up a little bit and uh, got older and silver haired so those things happen as well. But I think there's been a political shift so that a lot of my views that I had when I was a Democrat are still, are still I still hold them. Sure. Like um, working people, it's really important for working people to have a chance, um, stuff like that. I think one thing that has changed is that I, I'm, I, like I, I, I have um, a personal regret that I didn't, do military service because I was back in the day when I was that age and they were calling right. me. I would, I was not about that at all. And I had, <laughs> I had very strong views about that. Really? But, oh yeah. But, because you're one of the more educated people I talk to who ask good questions about the military and, and international operations and things going on, but no yeah. interest and just kind of probably were you a little bit anti like, Yes, I thought it was a. I thought that we were doing a lot of uh, things that we shouldn't have done overseas, and um, I think that uh, that kind of imperialist, uh, those imperialist ventures, kind of put me off. But now I feel like it's a real honorable calling, and um, I think that it probably would have helped me in my life, in, in you know, in personal yeah. ways. Yeah, I but, mean, I always say it's a good. I think it's a good start for basic discipline basic time yeah. management basic understanding um it's interesting you've already said two things i want to go back to and i'm, oh, wow. I'm gonna forget um 
I'm glad you brought up the word because I don't think Americans talk about it enough. And I will say, um, you said imperialism, meaning mm-hmm. as we power project as our society, um, some people will say we don't do that at all. Some people will say we do do that. I would fall into the camp, talking military, that in the modern last, I'm going to say post-Vietnam, everybody there has been a more interconnected world, and that requires influence. The old imperialistic model was, right, say the British took over a country, ran the country. Um, What I would say is America has inserted its influence whether that is pure imperialism or not i think is for each individual to decide but i can tell you that having been overseas for so long that you deal with that dynamic because america has been the biggest player on the block and generally speaking we don't view ourselves as imperialistic um certainly our military doesn't however we do exert a ton of influence on the rest of the world and things that are we feel are in our national interest. And I bring that up because I got paid sometimes to think like the other side. Oh, uh-huh. and, and we often don't believe when the other side has a grievance with America that might be very legitimate because of our influence decisions over the last, say, half decade. That's all. Yeah, well, I'm glad you brought that up because I was channeling Teenage Dan yeah, when I was thinking about imperialism, and that's the way—that's kind of the way I was thinking. Because I, I think I might be a little bit older than you, and I grew up watching, you know, the Vietnam War on TV, and and then there was a lot of negative, um, uh, obviously, and a lot of negative uh, news and uh, stories about that. Sure. So, so there was a big impression by the time I was a teenager, and um, and the government was. Uh, interested in me <laughs> that I had already yeah. developed these these ideas well which so. which means which means that you remember a little bit more about the Jimmy Carter era than I do, mm-hmm. and here we're back at a forty year high in inflation. I think it's at eight point something today uh, uh, holy yeah. moly, one of the things that pops out about that is um I remember one of the things I remember the most. I was sitting in the back seat of this old car that my mom and dad drove, probably like a Plymouth. They had a lot of Plymouths back then. And the gas had, my mom pulled in and the gas had gone up to like 74 cents a gallon. And my mom was just said, we're just going to have to stop driving. I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to have to stop driving. And I was shocked because we had to drive a lot, obviously, because we yeah. live in America. Sure. And uh, it was, it was, uh, it was startling, and then that that same. I, now I have that feeling sometimes, but because it's going from, I mean, it's it's almost doubled since uh, five, right. four or five years ago. It's crazy. Well, just in the it last, fl- it fluctuates a lot. It does fluctuate. Um, the other thing you said that struck me, and I could tell we're going to have to have you back on. Obviously, short show is is frustrating. We're on with every man, Dan. Uh, really, a, a a man of the people. Uh, oh, part of what I call the, you know, the people's platform. Let's just start having everyday people on to talk about things. But you said this, and I've taken this on on the show before, and I can't disagree with you when you say when I was younger, you know, um, democratic ideals, talking Democrat Party. Mm-hmm. You said the working class. Yeah. I right now, having done this show and through my research, 
I'm not sure that as we sit in 2022 that the Democrat Party is that anymore. I think yes. they sell themselves as that. Right. But I can't point to anything that shows me that they truly are the party of the working class. As a matter of fact, all of their leadership and everything is exactly opposite that. That's what when I mean look by at them, yeah, the right? political shift. A right. big political a, a shift big has political happened. political shift, yes. yeah. yeah. And, um, and it pains me that I think there's a lot of people out there lost in politics that actually think that. They think, oh, well, this is the party of the blue-collar worker. I'm like, show me something this party's done for you over the last 40 years. Well, it was. I think it used to be that way, it, it, but, it, I but think it I don't did. think it is anymore. Yeah, a long time ago. And and I think that um, if you think about, like, um, the... Um, so I think that a, a uh, working people need to have businesses to work at. And if the conditions are not uh, good for businesses, for growth, for, for, for production for energy production, then you're not going to have businesses, you're not going to have people making decent wages. Because America's always been um, a, a high-production, high-wage country. And if you don't have high-wage jobs, then you're not going to have that same kind of uh, uh, working working families. Well, I also just read something where we generally are a high-producing. We produce yes. things. But one of the things we're in big danger of is we have not... Uh, recently, we've kind of stopped producing things at the level that America normally does, and mm -hmm. and they were talking about with inflation how the fact we're not outworking and producing things might be a little bit of a death spiral with some of this until we can get back to where Americans are not only working but they're producing things. Yeah, we need to make right? things. Yeah, I think that's important. Make things that and people buy so that people that have to buy it from America, right? Not just. Um, Frying pans and right. and widgets, but but high tech stuff. Hey, do we have time to talk about local elections? Go, go. go. Well, I I want to say that <laughs> I think that that the most critical local election is the Pat Condon election. I ah. think that's really important because um, he, I think he's the only a choice for safety and and um, he's he gave, he put out a recent post that showed that he had uh, uh, courtroom experience and trial lawyer experience and that he uses that to advise his own lawyers. I thought that was really interesting. And then I, I was right. So about, we're talking about county attorney yeah, folks and obviously right. uh, uh, Eric, uh, not Eric, uh, Moorfield. Um, mm -hmm. And you've you've seen some of that publicity. And then Pat Condon, who's been on the show, Pat Condon's been in the seat. He's basically worked in that office for a long time. He is the law and order candidate. What are you worried about if he is not? If if Condon loses, correct. I think that laws won't be enforced. That's that's the. That's I've the, said a few times watching this pattern around our nation. Yes, that we're going to start not charging people for crimes or theft. Just go look at L.A., Seattle, San Francisco. That really worries me, given the pattern of this administration and what Morfeld stands for. I I also want to mention. I think that. Uh, uh, Bob Evnan, Bob Bohr uh, match is very interesting. and There has to be a debate. There's got to be a debate about that because I think these, these, these guys are both saying opposite things about the election integrity. 
I think it's really super important. Uh, we're on with uh, Everyman Dan, uh, really a longtime listener, very active caller and texter, decided to have him on the show. Show got cut short today. We're going to have him back because he always has a lot of thoughts. I think he represents at least some of the people from the People's Platform very well. Obviously, not everybody. Um, we're talking elections right now. When we come back, uh, we'll have just a couple of minutes before we go to Husker Baseball, but it'll be a good primer for the next time. 1,499 3KLI. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, short show today. Uh, we're finishing up with Everyman Dan. We're going to have him back on a couple of times. He's got pages and pages of notes I want to dig into. Plus, he asked some great questions. Uh, hey, from Scott, Pepsi or Coke for Everyman Dan? Neither. 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 You neither. say neither, I say neither. Yeah. Let's call the whole thing yeah. off. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he's a Mountain Dew guy. Or he's a water guy. Green you know, tea, brother. Green tea. Green there tea. you go. Scott, don't ever say we don't ask the questions on this show. <laughs> hard, uh, hard hitting questions. Real quick, because it is a hot race. Uh, you brought up uh, Bob Bohr, Secretary of State, and the current Secretary of State, Bob Evnen, in this upcoming primary. Yeah. Um, a lot of questions for people, I think, on both sides to dig into election integrity, and that's what this race is becoming about, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. I think uh, there's a lot to it, with whether the elections are, are – are, uh, we can be confident in the elections and whether – who's going to fix it. I think that's a point that you've made. And so um, I think that, in my opinion, these two people have to uh, to debate. I would think that would be good. And I think I, – I would, I would imagine Bob Bohr would make a lot of good points, and I think I'll be supporting him. I will say, and I've said this obviously about the governor's race, especially in Nebraska, small state people-wise, debating and seeing the candidates, I think is very important. Meaning, not in any. It doesn't matter. You know, you should understand by now. Candidates come out with their talking points, but mm-hmm. in a debate, to where of course they're going to have talking points because they sort of know the general questions, but those off-the-wall questions, I think that's important that our elected officials are in that type of form so we can do that. And I I have heard some rumblings. I don't know if there'll be an election um, on the GOP side for the primary, but that'd be interesting because it's an interesting race and uh, a lot of people are fired up about it. Everyman Dan, thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. All right. Husker Baseball's next, 14.